Welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a Google certified publishing partner and platform that helps niche publishers like myself earn as much money from websites as possible via split testing all kinds of ad types and networks honing in on the configuration that makes as much money as possible for every URL. If you publish in each website and monetize with display ads, give Ezoic a shot today. Now on today's topic. Today I want to talk about what I do every day for my niche sites to grow them. Sort of step you through the nuts and bolts of actually publishing something like this. Uh, It's not as exciting as you would think. In fact, it involves a lot of boredom. Boring makes money. Keep that in mind because it's the truth. All right, but I am highly motivated. I enjoy being a website publisher. I overall like the work. I like the results. I like the lifestyle. So uh, basically, my days are more or less the same. I mean, there are changes, and I'll, I'll, st- I'll step you through the uh, six things I do pretty much every day, followed by a few things I do on a monthly basis, and then some stuff that I get sidelined and derailed on annually or every few years. So let, let's rip through it. Okay, so. The first thing I do when I start working is I review the new content that's available. I have a, a continuous pipeline of content in the works by various writers, writing services, and so every day there's new content available. I'm also fortunate to have uh, several virtual assistants who help me format that content. So I hire writers to write, VAs to format, you know, the heading tags and bolding and bullet points and images. Images is a lot of work. And they take care of all that. So I show up and it's all ready to go. And in some cases, they actually publish it, which I which I want them to, and I'll just go through and fix uh, little things that need to be fixed. Oftentimes, nothing needs to be fixed. But I spend about 45, to, uh, 45 minutes to two hours reviewing all the new content. Usually it's anywhere from one to four new articles per day. And I'm fairly particular and I do take my time to review it properly. And often I'll spend some time making slight tweaks, but that's how I kick off the day. After all, the uh, the product I'm offering is an online publisher's content. So it's important that it be good. And uh, I do take the time each day to do that. I do it first thing in the morning when I'm pretty fresh because I consider that the most important thing I do all day. The next thing I do after that is I uh, issue interlinking instructions. And what I mean by that is is all the new content. Uh, I, I don't like going and building links within my site you know, to the new article and from the new article to other articles. It's a bit of a tedious job, and that can be easily assigned to a virtual assistant. But uh, I don't just tell them to build links. I actually tell them where to build the links and from where to the new article to build the links. So I'll just line up a bunch of the URLs and, and uh, ask them to go and interlink that. And usually it's linking out to maybe anywhere from four to eight other articles on the site that are tightly related. And then from those four to eight that, that are linked out to, uh, I'd say, you know, build build links back to the new article. So everything's interlinked and uh, basically that's, apparently that's good for SEO. Uh, it's good to interlink your site. Apparently it's probably good for visitors and user experience and navigation and all the rest of it. So it's something I do. Now, I'm fortunate again to have a virtual assistant whose sole job right now is to interlink. She's also doing a lot of uh, interlinking of older content where I didn't actually take this step daily. Uh, I was pretty lazy about interlinking and I'm, rec- I'm 
rectifying that now. And uh, so she's on board with that. So that helps out. Those instructions take me about 15 minutes. The next step I do is I tag it. Now, I've, I'm not going to get into my whole tagging theory and project that I've just finished and the whole whole thing of that. I actually have a, another podcast on that. I also have a whole blog post on my tagging approach and so forth. But what I, I don't outsource the tagging uh, to me, I'm, I, I have a very carefully planned out and implemented tagging structure. And so I tag the articles. Fortunately, it takes literally a minute or two to do that. So that's a pretty easy task. But for me, I consider it quite important. Uh, I don't really have results yet as to say why it's important. I just think it is and I'm particular about which tags are used and applied to which articles and so forth. Uh, step four, next task, uh, FAQ markup. Okay, I've been adding some FAQ schema markup to articles. I put in frequently asked questions sections and a lot of content, not all content, but a lot of it. And uh, now you can add FAQ schema markup for that so that it actually shows up in the Google search. And I do this. I don't outsource this. It's a little bit technical. I want to make sure it's done right. I don't do it for every article. I don't always do every question and answer and so forth. So there's some decision making involved there. And that's something I do. If I'm doing it because the articles do have an FAQ section, it usually takes me about 20 minutes. Step five in the process in the big daily slog here is uh, creating the email newsletter. Now, for my biggest niche site, I have uh, quite a few subscribers. I, I actually basically pause the newsletter for about a month or two. This newsletter does not make much money. Okay, I can tell you that right, on, right off the bat. I've been on the fence about even bothering with it for years. I've stopped and go, stop and go several times. Uh, recently resumed it. And uh, so I do actually take the time to create the newsletter send it out three to five times per week. It takes me about 20 minutes to make a newsletter. And that's actually a lot of time. I don't like that. I don't actually like the task of setting it up. It's not very lucrative, but I'm doing it because I guess it actually sends some traffic to new articles, which I think is a good thing. It's hard to really measure. I mean, I can see the revenue that that traffic generates. I do put ads in the newsletter itself as well, which generates some revenue, but none of it is really all that much. But I'm doing it anyway because I... I'd like to hope that the traffic it sends repeatedly directly to the site is well worth it. I can't prove it. I don't know. I'm going on faith. Anyway, that's what I do. The last thing I do, and this is a fairly lengthy involved process, we'll call it step six, is to place my content order. So not every day do I order articles, but most I do. And so I will order anywhere from one to five. Sometimes if I'm on a roll, I'll do a few more, but generally two or three is sort of where I, the amount I put in every day. So I do actually take time to to place these articles. I spend time on the instructions, even though I have templates set up for all the different types of articles that I order. I do customize those instructions because I've learned I have ordered literally millions of words of content over the years. And the instructions are important. If you want a good delivery from the writer, it helps to give them good instructions. Now, I am mindful that you can give too much detail in instructions and they're just eventually not going to be able to follow everything. So it's a, it's a fine balance between enough detail so they know what to do and follow and provide what you want. But at the same time, I mean, if you send like a, a five-page brief for an article, uh, they're probably not going to follow everything. Uh, they 
probably not even going to read it. So <laughs> it is that fine balance. And uh, But I do take time crafting those instructions. I also take time sort of planning out uh, the uh, keywords as well that I, I want to target. And uh, I kind of wing it. I do have a long list of keywords usually that need to be covered. And that's based on monthly keyword research that I do. But sometimes I'll dig in and just do a little bit of extra keyword research if I get some ideas. But generally speaking, I'll spend anywhere from 20 to 90 minutes ordering content. It is time consuming. Uh, I, I actually don't mind doing it because uh, at the end of the day, content is what I'm offering, what I'm selling essentially and earning via the ads in that content. So I, I take it pretty seriously. So those are the those are the daily steps, the six steps that I do pretty much day in and day out, okay? And that keeps the whole machine running. That's the nuts and bolts of it. I'm able to outsource a lot of it, and I do realize I'm uh, quite uh, fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, there's no way I would be able to be publishing this sort of volume if I were writing it all. If I were writing it all, I'd be lucky to get one article out the door per day, two on a very, very good day. Now, on a monthly basis, uh, oh, I should say if we uh, tally up all that time, all that takes anywhere from two to four and a half hours per day, roughly. Now, once in a while, I'll actually write an article um, on a topic that I'm interested in and I feel like writing something. I still regularly write for the site and I will spend anywhere from uh, one and a half to four or five hours. I've even spent days on certain articles, depending on how much research is required, and uh it's kind of fun. I usually stick to opinion pieces and something that doesn't re- require a whole lot of tedious type of image searching or research or something where I could more or less just give my opinion. Uh, I kind of have fun with those. But So if I do that, that'll pretty much take up the rest of the day. Now, on a monthly basis, there are things I do monthly, and uh, I already mentioned it, but keyword research is a big one, okay? I, I do massive keyword research sessions. I'll take just set aside a whole morning or sometimes a whole day and just rip through and do tons and tons of keyword research and put together a list of 50 to hundreds of keywords, which are essentially topics that I want to cover in the future. And this way, I always have a long list of keywords and topics that I can order. It's nice to have this. I find it's much more efficient to do it in one large session than do it daily. Um, I, I find as I'm doing keyword research, I, I, I discover new avenues to pursue. And it just like, I, I start with one concept. And before I know it, I've built out a list of 125 keywords and Generally, most of them are quite good. Typically, what I'm looking for would be definitely the low competition, longer tail type keywords. They're not going to have a whole lot of search volume, maybe a couple hundred a month, and uh, stick to that. I'd rather publish articles that are going to have a fairly good chance of ranking without a whole lot of links or any other promotion then target one very competitive keyword that I have to promote, build links to and all that. I'm not really interested in doing that. So I'm more of a high volume publisher looking to uh, get, you know, in the aggregate, a little bit of traffic to every article adds up to a lot of traffic. And that's, that's my MO. Also about once or twice a month, I'll do some uh, bulk 
Pinterest pinning and Instagram posting via Tailwind. I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, if you if you do use Pinterest and Instagram, I do recommend checking out Tailwind if you're doing some high volume pinning and posting. If you just do a couple a week, that's not necessary. I do pretty high volume, but I can I can crank out hundreds in a 30 minute session pretty easily. So I just have to do that once or twice a month. I also once a month put together profit and loss statements. Um, it actually provides all the information for the income reports for fat stacks. But aside from that, I find it a very useful exercise. I'm able to spot where I'm wasting money, where I'm paying for perhaps software or services that I'm not really using. And so I can go in and you know stop those or cancel those subscriptions. And that helps me stay keep a pretty lean expense machine. And uh, it's also nice to actually get a firm idea of how much revenue is coming in because sometimes it, I, I more often than not will uh, in my head inflate or think I have more revenue than I actually do. And so when I add it all up, it's nice to see it's like, okay, well, it's that. Well, it's not nice to see that it's lower than I think, but at least I'm realistic and actually know what's, what's going on financially. And the last thing I'll do about once or twice a month, sometimes weekly, would be just some data analysis, which is digging around in Google Analytics and Ezoics, big data analytics and Ahrefs, just combing around and looking for opportunities and seeing what's performing well and what's not working, just to get some ideas of overall health of uh, things and basically a, uh, a state, uh, a good understanding of really what's happening with the site. And then there are those tasks that kind of happen once a year, maybe twice a year, maybe once every other year. Uh, These things happen. They're usually big detours that end up to be a waste of time, but I end up doing them anyway. And sometimes, sometimes these turn out to be a really good investment of time. Okay, so I'll rip through these. One is ad testing. Looking back, I've bounced around a good number of ad networks and various configurations and so forth uh, over the years. And it seems about once every year, every other year, I will try a new ad network and see how that performs and uh, just sort of make sure I'm always got the best, highest earning options uh, used on the site. And it's a lot of work to switch. I don't know really why I do it, but I do it. Uh, I like to think it's paid off over the long run. Anyways, recently I switched back to Ezoic. That has so far been a good decision. The revenue has been excellent, and uh, I expect to stay with them for some time. Another thing I do, which is usually kind of a big waste of time, is trying new WordPress themes and designs for my site. So it's just something happens at about the year or two-year mark, and I just need a new look and feel, and I spend usually half a day just looking at different themes and then I spend another half day or day switching them which is a lot of work Uh, it's a little bit stressful because always where things are going to break and you know with so much content it's you're never going to know whether it all all looks the way it should anyways for some reason I do this I I don't recommend it if your theme is working just fine stay with it Uh, I hope I don't go down this road anytime soon Uh, now uh, every six months or so i spend some time buying some traffic. I'd like to see whether I can make paid traffic at least break even and maybe even profitable from various sources like Facebook and Outbrain and others. And uh, generally the last few years it hasn't worked out, but I do give it a shot. I'll boost some Facebook posts and just get a sense of 
how much traffic is costing and what sort of revenue I can generate from it and uh, whether it's worthwhile. It's it's nice to be able to boost certain content with some paid traffic. It can be a, a good process for your website. It can help you get links. You just get overall more exposure. But uh, the last few years, it's been very tough. So if uh, I'm not suggesting you go out and do it because you can you lose money, very likely. And uh, it could be a big waste of time. But I'm just telling you it's something I give a shot every now and then. I also will do some what I call prototype articles now and then. I'll come up with a new concept, a new article concept that I'm not actually doing and try it. And usually when I come up with a whole new concept, uh, I'll write the first one or two. The reason I do that is I want to get it just right. And I also want to have an example that I can point to uh, the writers that I hire and uh, VAs uh, who are working on the site. So they can look at an example and see exactly how to do it. Throughout the year, I will hire and train VAs, although this year uh, has been a really nice change in that my head VA has done all the hiring, which has been great because hiring and training is not my favorite thing, especially the training part. Uh, Hiring is stressful too because you just never really know if it's going to work out and you spend all the time. Usually you've got to hire one or a couple or three people to find someone who's really a good fit for the job. Every few months or perhaps every year, I'll try a new writing service in earnest. Um, I have bounced around over the years trying many, many different writing services, whether it's more of a a broker style or a dedicated service or even hiring uh, individual freelancers. I've pretty much done it all. I continually try new outfits because I'm always looking for the best content at the lowest rates. And finally... Probably like you, I like to tinker here and there with uh, new plugins and software and that sort of thing. Uh, Typically, it results in being a big waste of time. It's sort of the bright, shiny object syndrome, but I do do it. Most most of us do. We get an email. It says, oh, check this latest and greatest little gadget out. It does this and this and this, and it'll take your business to a whole new level. Well, hook, line, and sinker, I jump in, try it. More often than not, it was a waste of time, but once in a while, you find things that work really well, and so that's that's the, those infrequent successes are the reason I keep at it. That's pretty much a wrap on what I do for the most part day to day. It's uh, pretty simple. I really try to keep it simple, and uh, I find that's really important, focusing on the content. I have already said that, I think, in this uh, episode here several times. It's all about the content. It's about reviewing the content that is provided to me. It's spending time write, instructing writers to produce the content. That's where I put the bulk of my time, and that, for me, has uh, paid off really well. And the, the rest of it, you know, it, it really isn't all that critically important. Take, for instance, uh, tagging the content. It's, it's, it may even boil down to just being an entire vanity project that is going to have no positive impact on my site whatsoever. Not terribly important. If I stop tagging, it's not going to be a big deal. If I stop focusing on the content and making sure it's good when it gets published, focusing on giving good instruction to writers, then that's when things are going to fall apart. So if you're going to take anything away from this episode, it's focus on the content. Spend more than you want to. You do get what you pay for. I have used a lot of lower cost. Now, let me let me just caveat that, okay? There is some content where you don't have to spend 10 cents a word. There is some that's just very simple content, 
and you can get away with the, uh, I think it's 2.7 cents on text broker uh, or other services that are charging in, in that range, the three cents a word sort of thing. You can get away with that for some content. And I still use those services for some of that content because there's no reason to pay six, eight, 10 cents a word for that. But if you're going to have more of technical content and you, or you want something that's well-written, that's clear, that doesn't read clunky or clumsily, pay the extra money. Pay the $0.08 cents per word. Uh, it will definitely be worth it. I'm noticing that, and it is costly. I've had to slow down how much I'm publishing, but I'm a lot prouder of the work that's going out, and I think in the long run it's going to definitely help grow the site. Thanks for listening.